You're listening to Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. How a lapsed gamer returned to the hobby after 30 years. And what happened to him on the way. This anchor community is quite something. I, um, I really didn't expect this. I, um, I was just putting the first couple of episodes up as a, as a trial more than anything else. And, um... I've already got a couple of voice messages. Um, how wonderful. That made my day. Hey Andy, Spencer here from Keep Off the Borderlands. Um, I wanted to thank you for your message to me and uh, I was very pleased to see an episode appear from you. And what a fantastic first episode. You certainly know how to whet people's appetites and I'm very eager to hear more in the next episode thanks very much take care thank you so much spencer for your warm welcome and your kind words um that's spencer from keep off the borderlands as i will now always be saying with emphasis um yeah you i think you very quickly picked up on a i don't know what it is a verbal tick or a habit i have of sort of saying something without ever really saying it. I think that might become a bit of a theme. Hmm, let's see. Hey Andy, Jason here from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Great to hear your show. I'm glad you're up on Anchor, putting out podcasts, really enjoying it. I look, joy- I look forward to hearing more about your journey and maybe some of the you know, if you're playing the same games now that you played back then, or if you've moved on to 5th edition D&D or to something else, or I don't know. Anyhow, I just wanted to welcome you, say it's great to have another podcast out there, and I'm enjoying what I'm hearing so far, so talk to you later on. Take care. Thank you also, Jason, um, from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Again, um, what a wonderful little community this anchor osr podcast community is um as i said i I really didn't expect anyone to even um notice that i'd put a podcast up and yet within um within just a couple of days i'd I'd received a couple of voice messages welcoming me to the community and and that's um that's wonderful I, i don't know many places where you would get that instant instant and warm welcome Uh, So today's episode is not going to be about nostalgia. Um, It's not going to be about the distant past or even the recent past. This is going to be about today and about my current gaming. Um, Have a listen. 8am Sunday morning. I'm at the vets. Our little dog has a tick in her ear and she's not very happy. This is the problem with moving to the top of a mountain. Um, yeah, we, we don't know anything about ticks. We're British. We've lived in cities all over. We know about rats and pigeons, but um, yeah, deer, ticks, um, skunk, mountain lions, coyotes, uh, wild turkeys. We have wild turkeys as well. They're, they're bizarre creatures. But anyway, um, not where I want to be on a Sunday morning. I'd much rather be at home having a nice cup of coffee or preparing for the game but anyway here it is 
tick removal complete. I'm now driving back up to Grizzly Peak. Snowy is tick free, a little bit freaked out, um, but um, everything went fine, so the game shall commence. Game starts in an hour and a half. I suppose I better say what game I've been playing with my new group. Um, I, we've been playing since, I guess, beginning of October. So coming up for three months now. And I think this group's going to stick. Um, no dropouts. Um, we get six people coming around to my house weekly. We play from two till six on a Saturday or a Sunday. Scheduled movements haven't disrupted the group, um, which is always um, a possibility. But yeah, they're a really good group. Half of them have never played a role-playing game before. Um, I must spend more time talking to them about why why they even decided to come along that, that first session, that, for that session zero. Um, I, th I think uh, a lot of them were aware of it, had seen Twitch streams or listened to podcasts or, um, you know, certainly aware of Critical Role and things like that. So, yeah, typical millennials. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably, unless I'd have set up a game, maybe that would have been their extent of their experience um, watching Matt Mercer on Critical Role. But um, anyway, really good group. Um, very mixed, real, really different attitudes to how, how they play and uh, ex experience levels, of course, and um, level of engagement. Um, actually, no, the level of engagement is high amongst all of them. But some of them are really a natural role players, natural kind of first person role players. They'll voice their characters and um, say everything from the first person as they declare their actions. And others are a little bit more shy, a little bit more tentative, still really into it, but quieter, more introspective. Interesting group. Um, I may even record a bit of a session at some point um, just to. Just to, uh, well, it's an experiment, really. I, I have no claims to wanting to run an actual, do an actual play or anything like that. But um, really just to hear how, how we interact, as much for my benefit as anyone else's. So, um, so yeah, we're playing Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. I think it's um, a brilliant edition. I, I, I had to be honest, I haven't played any of the previous editions. I'd always been aware of it and interested in it and and even you know back in 1980 i was um i was aware of call of cthulhu and it was this big looming presence as was lovecraft um but for some reason i never never got into the game i never read any lovecraft until relatively recently um i was more you know i was very much a tolkien boy um and all of that side of things i like horror Lovecraft seemed um, distant and, and detached and hard to come to terms with. And as I found out in, in you know, the last few years of, of really reading a, pretty much all of his stuff, at least all of his fiction, <clears throat> that he's a, he's a really incredible writer in so many ways. Problematic, yes, in many, many, many ways, 
but um, he conceived of something that has had an incredible resonance in the um, in the hundred years since, and will continue to, because he's grappling with some pretty huge questions about the nature of the universe and man's place in the universe and, and the horrors of the of the of the void and and the ultimate terror of of not knowing how anything works and and how you're meant to work and of course the, the griblies <laughs> the monsters the monsters of lovecraft are really imaginative they're 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 on a whole different level of imagination actually i think um very much informed i think by sci-fi and things like hg wells and what have you but but he took it into a very different place um and him along with howard and clark ashton smith um and um lieber was it lieber i i there's one of the two lieber i think um they all continued that kind of tradition of of unknowable squirming horrors at the edge of your vision so yeah we're playing call of cthulhu seventh edition and um i'm not gonna talk about the mechanics of it now which i think are actually really great they they pretty much get out of the way and i haven't really learned them fully um (laughs) i don't know how chases work uh, I've read the chapter like three times and I do know how they work, but I literally, I can't be bothered to really work out how they, how they work, but everything else is so simple that it kind of gets out of your way. Sanity mechanics are a little bit complicated, um, but, but, um, but you can kind of wing that to a large extent, but the idea of just um, rolling under a percentile value for pretty much everything is really simple. It's basic role playing. Um, so the game system itself, I think, perfectly allows you to run the games with the right tone. And that tone isn't, it's, it's very hard to get a tone of, of pure dread or horror. Um, it has to be leavened with some humor and lightheartedness and, and mundanity, um, which often is missing from, well, not the mundanity, but the humour is often missing from Lovecraft's books. Although um, Herbert West Reanimator is is a laugh riot, really, if you read it in the right in the, with the right spirit. Um, so yeah, we're playing, um, and also we're you know we're we're playing um, one of the well, uh, in inverted commas, um, one of the greatest campaigns ever written. Um, I bought the fifth edition uh, the the most recent release of masks of nilarthotep and i've got to say it, it it lives up to the billing it is an astonishing piece of work i, I actually reading through it it it's constantly um constantly hits you how imaginative and clever um larry detilio and lynn willis were they were the original authors of it and it's since been um since been updated by mike mason and lynn hardy paul fricker and scott dawood all people that i am am really kind of a big fan of um they they um the the latter two the latter two do an amazing podcast called the good friends of jackson elias which is 
if you know your masks, it's it's a very um, integral part of that story. Um, Mike Mason appears in it as well. Um, I think he he's responsible for Pulp Cthulhu um, in addition, and Lynn Hardy is is great. Um, uh, I, I can't remember which chapter she. I, I think they all wrote different chapters or rewrote different chapters. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a masterwork. It's it's a monumental piece as well. It's it's actually quite intimidating um, at first. And I've had it for about a year before I've even thought about running it. Um, but I've uh, spent a lot of time prepping for it, um, a ridiculous amount of time. I'll I'll probably do an episode all about my particular prep for Masters of Nihilapotep. Um, people will think I'm insane, I think. Well, that's what happens when you get too close to the mythos. So anyway, uh, games in an hour and 26 minutes. I need to have a little nap first as um, I'm of that age. <laughs> then I'll have a strong coffee, um, some beers probably with the game and we will play our session. It's 6.24 on Sunday. Just finished our session. Um, we played just over three hours, um, a bit less than normal, just because people turned up a bit late and we had to finish a little bit early. But um, it was a great session, actually. Really, really fun. We had a great laugh. No one went insane. No one died. Um, yeah, really good. And... and um, Actually, no, that means it's a bad session. Surely in Call of Cthulhu, it's a bad session if no one goes insane and no one dies. Nevertheless, a really good session and everyone enjoyed it. Uh, at least they seem to and they left with smiles on their faces. And um, but better still, we actually recorded the session. My God. But um, just using my iPhone. So the sound quality is pretty ropey, really. Um I recorded about two hours of audio. At some point, I'll try and clean it up a bit or um, chop it up into digestible chunks because two hours. Uh, I know a lot of people put two-hour actual plays up, um, but I, I honestly don't think that anyone wants to listen to two hours of audio of some random people playing playing a role-playing game. But yeah, it went really well. Um, next week is going to be our last face-to-face -face session before me and the family go back to England for Christmas. Um, it looks like it's building up to a really good climax. There's um, there's going to be all kinds of shenanigans, shenanigans next week. Um, if you know the um, campaign at all of masks, they're about to go to Juju House. Um, that's all you need to know. Um, if you don't know it, just imagine all your worst nightmares all kind of boiled down into one basement. And uh, yeah, they're 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 getting tooled up. They really desperately try to find some grenades from somewhere. They've never played Cthulhu before, but they're learning really fast. Grenades. 
<laughs> grenades and and dynamite those are the essential tools of any sensible investigator and call a Cthulhu anyway um, we'll see what happens hopefully there won't be too too many um, uh, too many deaths maimings and um, and uh, dribbling insane investigators by the end of next week but we'll see it should be fun